This is Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, the lovely Dazzy. How are you doing tonight, Dazzy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. We are one day away from Thanksgiving. Yay, this episode is going to be released over. on Thanksgiving. I do have to say we've had a cutback on family. Well, of course. But it's still a lot of freaking work. Yeah. I've just been working, so I haven't done anything. Although, usually Christmas is my event to run, but last year I had to do Thanksgiving. We swapped. Mm-hmm. I do have to say I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving this year just because I, I usually really look forward to the shopping. I usually do. But we're not even I doing know. that. But at the end of the weekend, I'm always like, I had a four-day weekend, and I didn't feel like I had a single day off. <laughs> this year, so yes, we have Thanksgiving, like where we'll see some family and stuff, but then I still have a three-day weekend after that. I feel like I'm not even going to notice. <laughs> like, I am very much like excited about it. I have a list of things I want to get done. And the other thing is, usually uh, a long weekend for me usually goes by really, really fast. Right? Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. For me, it does. So, you know, it's like, wow, there that weekend went by fast. Well, my com- parts to build my new computer are coming in on Monday and Tuesday. Oh my God. So it's going to go by so slow. Because <laughs> you just want them right now. I do, I do, I do. Don't worry, I have a honey-do list. I'm sure you do. I do, I do. Anyway, I think I am first tonight. You sure are. And I am going to start with a story... Kind of out of, you know, this week's news, I guess. Maybe it was late last week. <laughs> okay. Somewhere around there, out of Utah. But that's not the story I was thinking we may have come across when I was doing research, but I have a Utah story, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is it about? Oh, this might be the first. Um, <laughs> I'm going to my second story. I thought it was my last story that you might be hitting on because it's more of a current State officials in Utah oh, last shoot. week were counting sheep. Oh my in the god, mountains. we did. We hit one. <laughs> we need to mark this on the calendar because we've been doing this for over a year and a half and we have we've never, never had the, same, the story. same story until today. Here it is. I had a feeling that this would pique your interest. This isn't too. the one. It's that not I the one. Thought. But you have this one. But I have this one. The mysterious <laughs> metal. Um, Manolith. Manolith. Yes. Manolith. Yes. Probably a good thing you're reading this one. See, second story. It is. It well, is. I guess we get to go through this. Who did you grab yours from? I pulled my. Actually, I pulled mine from a couple of different spots. I read it from a couple of different spots. I pulled my information from CNN. And the reason I pulled my information from <laughs> CNN because their article was all about how shut up, it's not aliens. <laughs> I got mine. From Facebook, and it's from a, a page I follow. I bleep love science. Okay, yeah. And I've been following this page forever. Like a lot of, if you go back into our archived mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, you'll You've mentioned see it the before. links. You've mentioned it before. Well, too, a lot the, of the, the links show. come from this this page. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Utah officials oh, I found just out. lost the story. Sorry, guys, you're only getting five tonight. <laughs> they found Sorry. Out. Uh, uh, ten to, ten to twelve foot. Nice little pictures for you. I printed off a picture for you. But but Ears see, there's two people yeah. standing yeah. on top of anyway, each other. Anyway, it's about, it's about a ten to twelve foot 
slab of metal that is sitting in the middle of the Red Rock Desert. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows where it came from yet. I'm sure it'll come out. Maybe. I am 100% Who positive. Who knows how long it's been sitting there, though? I am 100% positive. This is art. This is well, somebody doing a work of art. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. They said that And it's somebody trying to mimic 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, which happened to be filmed there. Was Space Odyssey... a metal monolith that was found in prehistoric age, but it was filmed in Space Utah. Space Odyssey? Stanley Kubrick. Okay, because this is... It mentioned Space Odyssey in mine. Mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick, 1968 sci-fi. Yep. Okay. Yep. He wrote Just wanted to make Space sure Odyssey. those. I didn't know if those were two different movies nope. or not. <laughs> same thing. Same. same I figured movie. you would have known. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I, I read the, origi- the original article I read just kind of talked about it and that they found this big chunk of metal and nobody knows where it came from and it and that it doesn't look like it was dropped there. Like, it doesn't look like it was, like, airlifted in because there's no, like, impressions in the ground when they found it and things like that. So it looks like it was just kind of set up there. Um, Mine says it looks like it may have looked like it dropped from a passing airplane. Hmm. However... It looks like it was more of a deliberate effort to yeah. put it there. Yeah, okay. The uh, the CNN article that I have goes a little into a little more detail than I saw anywhere else about how there are seeable screws and rivets. When you look at the pictures, it looks like this shiny metal piece of just shiny metal, like out of this world shiny. But that's not really the case. If you get up close, there's Stargate. No, there are (laughs) there are you know seeable seams and rivets and screws that were you know obviously showing how this thing was put together by somebody. Uh, Utah State Police did want to make sure everybody knows that this is illegal. Like this is this is a state park, (laughs) and you're not allowed (laughs) to erect art without a permit. (laughs) So nobody will ever. So nobody, well, nobody will it. probably come forward. But even though if they came forward, it's not like it's going to be a big fine or, any, or a big punishment or anything. Maybe a little. It'll fine, be a huge fine. Maybe, maybe. But you get get the fame of being the being the monolith person. Just like Utah. a serial gets the fame of being the person who killed all those people, right? Some serial killers do it. I'm for the sorry, fame. I wouldn't want to pay the fine. No, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> so I would I never come forward either. if that was me. Thank goodness I don't live in Utah because nobody's coming after me. In uh, in just in case you don't know, in two thousand in two thousand one, a Space Odyssey, the film by Stanley Kubrick, um, this monolith would show up in unusual places around the world. Like pre prehistoric desert was one of the places where it showed up, which is what everybody. This is reminding everybody it's of just what twenty twenty needs right now. Yeah. Um, as far as we know, touching the monolith does not have the same effect on the public safety employees who touched it as it did on the people in the movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> Which my story had a picture of the two people. We need to put both links up. Yes, we need to put both links up. We've got two people like, standing on each other's shoulders. and it's, ta- it's Not ju- on each well, other's shoulders. There's one person, one person standing, standing on, standing the, on other the other person's, person's shoulders, shoulders. And it's just almost showing how tall, showing how tall it, it is. It's, it's extremely huge. They had... They got creative because they didn't have anything to measure it. So yeah. what they did was that. Yep. Except my story doesn't say how tall each person was. 
that did that. They and could my be story six when feet it, tall. They my could story be five, said nine it was each. between ten and twelve feet tall. That's all the stories I read. All the the most accurate I got was between ten and twelve feet tall. The so. guy on the bottom in my thing, he looks taller than the guy on the top. Yeah, which almost makes sense because you wouldn't put the heavier looking. Yeah, you don't dude. put the heavy guy on the <laughs> top. That would hurt. <laughs> Well, anyway, I it wouldn't surprise me if in the next six months we end up with a follow up. I have set a Google maybe. alert because I want to know if it comes out who did this. I want to know and what not was. But so when it comes about. out, you could be like, you know, that story we both happen to cover on the same show. And it'll probably be some stupid cheesy. Yeah, it was for the launch of a new Cheetos flavor. <laughs> Something stupid. Cheetos flavor. I just I couldn't think metallic? of what. Metallic. Yeah, metallic Cheetos. Prenatal pills. Or metallic. Coming Metallica has a new album coming Metallica. out called Monolith. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't no. Know. So that was a first. We both hit the same story. So you get to go first, and you get to go last. That's okay. That is hilarious. Sorry, you guys are being shorted a story. So, my first story, (laughs) it would have been my first story, actually, is the first cookies baked in space have returned to Earth. The first cookies? They Uh baked cookies in space? About a year ago, actually. I wonder how different that is. So... I bet bet you're going to tell me. I am going to tell you. (laughs) For sure, that was the experiment. Yeah. So, uh... In December of 2019, Italian astronaut uh, Luca, (laughs) whatever those little things stuffed inside the olives are, not Pimento, but it looks a lot like that. Okay. Last name. Okay. Luca. (laughs) We'll just call him Luca. Luca radioed down to Earth from the International Space Station with an important update. So this time, I do see some browning, is what he had said. Okay. Uh, According to Marsha Dunn of the Associated Press. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, (laughs) Marsha. There was a little hesitation because that ran through my head. So I can't tell you whether it's cooked all the way or not, but it certainly doesn't look like cookie dough anymore. So... Hmm. Uh, Luca had been given a unique and unusual task. Bake five chocolate chip cookies in a zero-gravity oven and see how the snacks fare. So the experiment marked the first time that food had been baked. And as I'm reading this, all I can think is, put stuff in the oven and you burn it and smoke everywhere. You can't open You can't open the door. <laughs> no, that doesn't so, work. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't think baking things in space is a good idea. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But they did. So, um, it was baked in space from raw ingredients and may contribute to efforts to make long-haul space missions a little more sweet. Hmm, interesting. They don't need to worry about baking in space. We've all <laughs> seen Star Trek. They have food replicators. We don't need to bake anymore. It just makes it out of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, That's kind of cool, though. Like, I can't imagine trying to figure out how to bake something. Well, baking is such a precise thing. Like, There was a zero-gravity oven, so who knows how this would actually... I don't even know if they tested this oven out on Earth. Yeah. So I'm assuming they would have, but I'm not positive. Um, And it arrived at the space station in November. It needed to 
um, contend with a number of other culinary um, ovens, brands that okay. were out there, including a limited power supply and, of course, a lack of gravity it needed. Hmm. Interesting. So the first cookie was popped in the oven for 25 minutes, but it was underbaked. Okay. Okay. With the second cookie, astronauts noticed a fresh baked cookie scent after 75 minutes. Okay. You know, the more I think about this, you think about a, a, a cookie and you watch it cook as it goes kind of from a ball and it spreads out but it's as space gravity and uses no gravity. as gravity spreads it out. Like, yeah, space isn't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the fourth and fifth cookies, which were baked for a whopping 120 minutes and 130 minutes. Okay, this minutes. isn't worth it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but they're only doing one cookie at a time. Okay. So um, they were deemed to be the most successful. Prior to the experiment, there had been some speculation that the sna snacks would take on a more spherical shape mm -hmm. in microgravity. Yeah, kind of. I was, I was kind of thinking yep. that. Yeah. But the chocolate chip cookies appeared the same in space as they do on Earth. Really? So it's not gravity that makes them look nope. like a cookie? Nope. Okay. Uh, the baked cookies were shuttled back to Earth, so they they did not get to eat them. Oh, what a chip! It's an experiment! You are stuck in space. You haven't had a cookie since you left Earth, and you made a cookie, and you don't get to <laughs> eat a cookie? Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I am never Torture. becoming an astronaut. Ever. <laughs> get paid lots of money i think not it enough. would be worth it you can't it. eat the cookie not enough <laughs> i could see you too like curling up in a ball with your holding your stomach like this isn't even worth the two hundred and fifty thousand right. a year that's right i'm eating the cookie that's right <laughs> give up half my salary <laughs> just give me that damn cookie so um they were shuttled back to Earth on board the SpaceX Dragon spacecraft early in January. Is this where Gordon Ramsay critiqued them and told them <laughs> that the cookie sucked? Further <laughs> testing is required, yeah, <laughs> to determine if they were safe to eat. Scientists also are not sure why the discrepancy between the baking time on Earth and in space, I have ideas, was so large, yeah. longer, in fact, uh, than experts anticipated. My thought, mm -hmm. okay, we bake cookies about 10 minutes, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, chocolate chip cookies, about 10 But minutes. then if you live in the mountains where it's a higher altitude and yep. on the box it says. It says right out, yeah. You have to cook it longer. Yeah. So if you're I don't know exactly how much longer. At a really, really, really high altitude in so space. So in space, I would, would assume you have to cook it a lot longer. That would make sense. That's my train of thought. I mean, That's I don't, my science going ding, being, ding, 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 ding. Hello. That left our atmosphere. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it makes sense. You know. It made sense to me. Altitude. Yeah. I don't think altitude matters once you leave the atmosphere. But, but there is no altitude, so therefore you go from this a. Is true. Uh, Whatever altitude, lower altitude to yep. a higher altitude to zero altitude, yep. like out of the less oxygen you, you have, broke the longer the time thermometer you need. thermometer because you <laughs> went above a hundred and some odd degrees altitude. Yep. That's my train of thought. Okay, but makes I, sense. I am no scientist. Yeah, but you are a baker. 
I am a baker. So yeah, I believe you could bake cookies in space. <laughs> I could make over the top cakes in space. You could. You could. I'd floor people. I'd have fondant like flying. Oh my god, I'd probably do better in space because things would be flying above me and I could just pull it down as I needed instead of digging under what I have put down <laughs> going where did I put that tool? Where's my ball tool? Oh my Funny. god. Oh, there's a few colors of fondants and I got to move this bag of powdered sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so, um but there's still a lot to look in to figure out really what's driving the difference. Um, but definitely, it is a cool result hmm. overall. Yeah, that is that's really neat. I really like hearing about different things they do like that in space. I do, too. It's really kind of cool to see how. And then the different applications we use for them here. I mean, just like like the coolest pens I've ever used were the ones designed for NASA where you can write upside down because that's why they were designed for NASA because you could write upside down with you a pen. You can't write upside down with regular pens? Well, eventually the ink will run down and you won't be able to keep <sighs> writing anymore. I've never I've never written so with a pen upside there were, down. There were two trains of thought. The Russians had one idea. We had another idea. We spent about a billion dollars and developed a pen. The Russians used pencil. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I'm not sure we're the smartest in that one. I don't want to say the Russians are the smarter ones in that. But that was was the outcome of that test. (laughs) feel as a penny pincher, the Russians were the smarter ones in that. they made the better choice. Nobody shoot me for saying that, but I'm a penny pincher, so you have to understand. Nothing wrong with that. Um, But I do want to say that they did get a special batch of pre-baked cookies that were sent up okay so they at least so got to eat some when they cookies. were smelling it they probably i would have waited but in the same train of thought a pre-baked cookie that is not warm is not the same as pulling apart a cookie and it's ooey and gooey and it's still not warm. but if you've been in space for the last nine months it might be okay especially if you're smelling it yeah 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 Right. So, but that's my, that was my first story. Cool, cool. My second story is like from current headlines as well. There is no oh way. Oh my God, you, I'm, so no way, I'm so no scared. There is no way you oh, have this story. What is it? What is it? This there is going to be no a short freaking episode, isn't it? There I'm so no scared. You, I'm so scared. Do you Just have say a story it. from Czechoslovakia? No, thank okay. God. <laughs> Woo, mine comes from Florida. <laughs> This story reminds me of something that could very easily happen here. Okay. I just want to say, thank God this episode isn't getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) True. (laughs) So, Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia, just kind of like here locally, they just recently had their annual deer hunting season. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I did find one part of this article kind of weird, and I will tell you about it when I get there. But Okay. Um, the Czech police are searching for a hunter's deer or for a deer hunter's rifle. Okay. Because a deer snatched it. A deer snatched <laughs> it from a hunter. Shut the f- up. Here we go. Now, police say that um, the hunter lost, and here's the part that baffles me. The hunter lost his 22 Hornet rifle during a hunting excursion. If you're hunting deer, you are not using a 22. That is not going to kill a deer. What? 
Like a 22 is not going to down That's a deer. That's what my dad's used. Like no deer hunter I've ever met has used a 22 for a deer. Back in the day. Maybe back in the day. That's, that's a really what my small dad caliber used. for a deer. Anyway. Because he was a deer hunter mm-hmm. pre me being five. Yeah. By the time I was I mean, four or five, was he quit. The, my grandfather bought me a 22 the day I was born. I've had one my entire life as until I became that's an adult. That's all I've sold ever it. known my dad to hunt with. But it just it's a, that's a small Maybe caliber I'm wrong, for a typical. But that's all for, I've ever known him to have. Hunter. Anyway, um, the the group was hunt. He was hunting with a group of people. The dog started barking, which startled a deer. The deer ran at the hunter, who had his rifle slung over his left arm. That's not uncommon. I've heard of yep. that stuff happening. The deer ends up ripping the guy's shirt, arm of his shirt off with his antlers as he Kay. runs by. And Did he at, have doe spray on him when, by chance? I don't know. <laughs> and when doing that, he takes the rifle with him. I could see that. I could totally see that. About an hour later, the deer is spotted about two kilometers away is by another hunter, and there is still antlers? a gun hanging from his antlers. Can you imagine, as happen. a hunter, being like, "Okay, I'm gonna." That deer has a gun. Is he gonna shoot me? Is he gonna shoot me? I'm not firing at that deer. That deer is gonna kill me. Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Um. After searching the forest for the rifle, the hunters did uh, leave the forest and report the missing gun to police because in Czechoslovakia, if you are missing a weapon, it is mandatory that you report that to the police under their firearms and ammunition. You're supposed to do that here, though, too. You're saying that's their law there. Um, I have a feeling you'd probably get in more trouble there. And if anybody does find the weapon... It hasn't, at the writing of the story, the weapon has not been found. If anybody does find it, you're supposed to bring it to the police, the local police department. That's crazy. That is crazy. I just, the thought in my head of thinking about somebody like getting a deer in his sights, ready to shoot. And, and then realizing the deer like, has am I a dreaming? gun. This doesn't make any sense. Am I in bed still? <laughs> am I even actually here? Why is the deer holding a gun? Yeah. Yeah. If so. I shoot and miss, is he going to fire back? <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a hunting story that that guy can tell for the rest oh of his God, life. Oh, my God. Yes. Sure. Yes. I'd love and to tell that story. And not, and not only can he tell the story, but there are news articles about it. So he can pull out the proof and be like, look, they even wrote about it. You know, because who would I'm not even going to tell you. Just read. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. So, my last story actually has to do with an animal. Okay. This is current. This actually happened end of October, I think it was, late October. All right. Uh, Florida man. Ooh, I love Florida. <laughs> Ooh, I know where you're going. I think I know where you're going. Where do you think I'm going? I think I know where you're going. Where? This has to do with an alligator, doesn't it? Bleep! <laughs> I don't have the story, but I've read the story. This is the one I was worried you were going to end up with. I almost did last week. <laughs> last week? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Maybe I did learn about this last week. I don't know. Um, but a Florida man, Richard Wilbanks and Gunner, uh, were inseparable. And Gunner's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, so he reminds me of Lady from Lady in the Tramp. Yep, yeah, sounds about right. Um, snuggled up right next to Richard that first meeting at the breeder's uh, place in Miami, and um, 
that was all the two needed. So Richard took Gunner home to his wife, Louise, and it's in Estero. I may be saying that okay. wrong. But apparently this is like a wildlife nature preserve okay. town. Yeah. Um, and they moved there after... They moved there from Texas, but there was like this house... That and they wanted to go into the wild preserve. Mm-hmm. There was this house they wanted, they couldn't get it. it. Went up on the market eventually. The realtor called them and said, Hey, that house you really, really wanted mm-hmm. is now for sale. So cool. then they jumped on it, went there. Exciting um, to get your dream house. <laughs> and eventually they bought this dog, a puppy. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Reading this, the puppy is a lot like you and Izzy. Okay. So the puppy prefers you Mm -hmm. over me. Yes. Even though Izzy's my dog. Your dog, you brought her home. She won't leave me alone. No. And she snuggles with you. And Mm -hmm. actually, (laughs) dinner time, she only follows me at that time. Yeah, she doesn't (laughs) follow me at dinner. But these two were inseparable, so they go on walks together, anywhere they were together. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point, they went on a walk, and they were walking along a shoreline where, unseen to either Richard or Gunner, an alligator was on alert. Um, in an instant, the almost four-foot, so it's not very big. Not a big alligator, no. Four-foot gator lunged. From the water and grabbed Gunner. Without any hesitation, Richard leaped into the water after the puppy, still a puppy, mm-hmm. and the gator had in its jaws, and there is a video on this link, so you can actually see it. Okay. And it made me sick to my stomach, and Izzy happened to be my <laughs> feet at this moment. And oh, yeah. all I could think is I would have probably have done the same thing over the dog yeah and any moment i was angry at her because she gets under my feet in the kitchen and i accidentally kick her a lot Mm -hmm. because she's little izzy's little i'd be like and i rescued you from an alligator (laughs) (laughs) that would be my reaction but uh richard leapt into the water and um he said it was like a missile the alligator just kind of shot out and got it um was only about three feet away from it when it struck like a snake, he had said, and it had Gunner in its vice grip, and he just rushed in. Hmm. Um, Amazing. So immediately following the attack, Gunner was in shock. I mean, who wouldn't oh, be in yeah. shock? Um, once Richard was able to pry Gunner free, the, ga- the gator clamped down on his hand, which you can see in the video. And the video, if you're a little weak, you can hear the dog crying. So mm. there are other videos where they cut the sound out. You might want to look for one of those if you can't handle it. Um, but it clamped down on his hand, and he had to free himself afterwards. Wow. Uh, the pair made their way back to the house, both dripping blood. After a quick comb fix on Richard's hand, Gunner went to the animal hospital where doctors found a puncture wound. Uh, the Wilbanks were worried about any internal injuries, but x-rays showed that some water was in his lungs. So the puppy did stay in the hospital because of the water, 
uh, for a few days to recover, okay. which I would be scared because of pneumonia and well, stuff yeah, like that, that that'd be too. Scary. That's definitely scary. Um, Gunner and Richard had heroin attempt was captured on video because of the Florida Wildlife Federation and the F. STOP Foundation put up cameras to track wildlife in the area. Okay. So well, that's cool. There's in this town actually it is observed by um the Federal or Florida Wildlife Federation. Okay. So they have many different cameras. I think it was like 17 cameras and it's on a few different properties. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why this was caught. Um, humans and wildlife are both inherently, they share the same landscape, and homeowners who live in the around nature should understand the value of wildlife around them. Yeah, for sure. So you always need to be on alert, especially in areas where you know there's probably a little mm-hmm. bit of an immediate danger at times. I don't ever want to live in an area where there's a danger of a gator eating my dog. No. <laughs> like, he would have to die first before like, I moved to Florida. Yeah. I don't even want to think of that. We do enough stories from Florida. I do not want to move to Florida. <laughs> the humidity, humidity alone... I will never live in Florida. Yeah, no thanks. No I was idea. already telling my dad how I'll move to the Southwest because it's dry heat. Yeah, I like the Southwest. <laughs> Southwest is nice. Dry heat. I mean, poisonous you deal with, like, animals. Yeah, you deal but with some poisonous snakes heat. and scorpions and things like that. But <laughs> I'll deal with the rattler over an alligator because you could probably get to a hospital and get an injection faster <laughs> than yeah. trying to pry an alligator off your hand. No thanks. And yep. if it would have been a bigger alligator? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. So long, Izzy. Dog would have been gone. <laughs> the dog would have been lunch. I would have not have been able to pry that thing's mouth open. No. 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 But, yeah. But um, Richard's advice, though, is make sure to leash your dog and keep him 10 feet away from the water. Good idea. So Good if you go idea. to Florida and you're not from the area... Ten feet. Ten feet is a good uh, a good uh, rule. Yeah. Ten feet. Good advice. Cool. So that was a story I was worried about you bringing. Yeah, I did read that story. I didn't bring it, um, but I'd read it about a, like I said about a week ago. But definitely check out the video. It's worth watching. If you're very sensitive, like <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have watched it with the sound. Mm. Even though there's no words, it's more grunting than mm-hmm. anything in puppies. Who likes to yipping. hear puppies getting hurt? That's not true. well. Even seeing it, like yeah. I thought it was a chihuahua at first, and then I read the article because I watched the video first. Mm-hmm. Well. It was wet because it just came out of the water. He yeah. grabbed the alligator out of the water. It was crazy. Yep. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. Why am I watching this? But I'm doing the story on this. Oh, my God, I'm still watching this. It's making me sick to my stomach. And then Izzy's by my feet, and I wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Funny. All right. Well, my So that was my last story. Thanks for bringing us down. My last story. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He was a guy who rescued his dog. That wasn't sad. My last story is a public service announcement. Oh, great. 
Are I'm not even going to read down? anything. I mean, there's an article, and I'm going to link to an article, but I'm not going to read anything. No one can bring you down. Not at all. Well, I just didn't know why you were like, Thanksgiving thanks for is bringing us down. For us right now, tomorrow, maybe for you today, maybe it was a few days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Right? Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, many people, start to decorate for Christmas after Thanksgiving. Uh, people have been decorating for Christmas since before October. I know. It drives me nuts. But after Thanksgiving me. is definitely the proper time to decorate for Christmas. I know. We're hanging up icicles on our roof this weekend. Honey-do list. Yay. I said I had one. You sure we didn't bring that ladder back to your parents? We did not. It's in our garage, and I know where the little yes, stapler is. I will hang lights. Anyway. No, we both will, because I'll be on the ladder. Trust me, because it needs to be done right. <laughs> I love you. Anyway, as a... You know, we live in a very wooded area. Mm-hmm. We have family members that live in the woods. My dad probably yeah. lives further in the woods than anyone. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have family members like that. If we wanted to cut a Christmas tree down, it would be really easy. It would. We can go to my dad's house because I know exactly. he's got little tiny jack pines. But many people around this country ugly. don't have somewhere. If they wanted to do, do a traditional, let's go they chop go to a down tree a tree farm. That, a tree I farm isn't real. I can tell you a horror real. story about my mom axing off the neighbor's finger. Yeah, that's horrible. A tree farm in the middle is so of the woods. artificial. What if you wanted to be real? You wanted to go out in the woods. I want to be real. Cut I down want a tree, white pine. White pine, Cut Alan. down a tree <laughs> and bring it home for Christmas. You can do this in every state in this country. Yeah? Every national forest has a permit you can buy. Yes. To get a Christmas tree. I didn't I, know that. Well, I knew I didn't know about a Christmas tree, but I know you can get permits to a state park of any state to mm -hmm. cut down because, like, balsam fir, mm -hmm. like evergreen purchases, like you have bow buyers. Mm -hmm. yeah. People go around, they yeah. cut, but you get a permit from yeah. the state parks and you cut the balsam fir. Yeah, well, you they can make get a the permit with all. You those. can get a permit just for one tree. Okay. Everywhere. Um, it, the prices vary depending on what state you're in, of course. This is why it was great like growing up on farmland because there was no permit. Yeah, you just no. went on somebody's of private course. property of 100 but and some odd acres. Got that not, everybody, not everybody's got that option. So like here, our closest national forest is Superior National Forest. Mm -hmm. It's all over here. But they all <laughs> jack pine. Yeah, Blech. it is. But it is $5 for a permit. To go cut down two trees. Two trees? Two trees for five bucks. So you could sell the other one for you could. 20 bucks. You could. Get your money back. Now, if you live in California, it's $10 per tree, and most of the state is sold out. Because they sucks. had huge freaking <laughs> fires. Yeah, they don't have a lot of trees, so they didn't have a lot of permits I could only year. imagine. <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool. I didn't realize that, like... Every national forest has this opportunity Excuse in this me. country. So literally, in any state where there is a forest, a national forest, you can get a permit to cut a Christmas tree down. I thought that was really cool. Like, I don't know. I just never thought of it before. I think, you know, what if you, you know, you don't know anybody that lives in the woods. You don't have that opportunity, but you really wanted to, like, start a tradition with your family of going out and cutting down a tree. You're just going to go trespassing on somebody's property and cutting down a tree? I mean... 
I thought it's great that people have an opportunity where you can buy a permit very inexpensively and go get your tree. That is kind of cool. And on the website, on the, on the, um, it's the recreation.gov website. It's the forestry website. And then it breaks down website. to the different yeah. parks. It, yeah. And you, you put in what, what national forest you're looking at mm-hmm. and they'll give you tips for, you know, what to cut down, how to cut it, you know, how big to cut it. You know, they, they obviously say on there, don't just cut off the top of the tree. No, <laughs> Take don't the whole do tree. that. Don't do <laughs> that. Know? No. But that I, would be cool really to good... do with the kids one year. It would be. But the only thing that would suck is Tristan never got to experience that. And I'd be like, you're going with us one yeah. year so you can experience what I experienced as a child. Yeah. And trust me, you could be pulling a wood tick off yourself. I've never cut down a Christmas tree in my life. They've always either been artificial or purchased on the side of the road from some dude. So, really? You've yeah. never? I've never cut down they a Christmas tree. They even have a farm tree or a tree farm. I know. Like in... I mean, my mom it's was about all about, five you know, miles. we're going artificial. This is easy, quick and easy to clean up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but putting up an artificial tree is a lot more work than getting a real tree. It's not a lot more work than the million needles you're vacuuming up a week later because the damn thing sheds its needles like crazy. Like the one year if we had a not... real tree, it was horrible. That was bad. But that's... <laughs> and then what do you do with it afterwards? It's not like you box it up and put it in the closet. I've had many real trees, and that was probably the first one that ever was as bad as it was. That was like the first real tree I'd had in 20 years, and it was, yeah. They're not like that My first that real normally. tree is an adult. No, thank you. They're normally not like that. Plus, I don't even think I was watering it, and that was probably half the mm. issue. Because so. you're supposed to water it. And that wasn't a Christmas story. I know a few weeks ago I told you I had a Christmas story. You told me I couldn't bring it till after Thanksgiving. That was not a Christmas story. That was a let's decorate for Christmas story. Mm-hmm. My Christmas story is still coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Alan. And if you would like to, I don't know, send us an email about anything. Give us some feedback. Um, have a story you'd like to share with us. You can do that. I like stories. At I out- love stories. Outlandishoutcast.com. Or outlandishoutcast at gmail.com. It's better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Otherwise, you can come to Facebook and you can leave a comment. You can DM us there. Um, Outlandish Outcast Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Outlandish Casts, the oddball. Otherwise, you can go to Instagram and you can follow us there on Outlandish Outcast Podcast. And definitely love it. Yes. Or you can rate us or review us in whatever application you're currently listening to. And it's a good thing you weren't listening earlier today because there was an AWS outage and no podcasts were getting listened to. What? Yeah, there was another big outage today. Yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) But anyway. I just go, what's going on here? And you're like, blah, 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 blah. And I pretend like I'm listening. And then I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) That's okay. Anyway, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.